And good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to today's incredibly unbelievable show that known as the Xbox Factor Podcast. Listen, folks, I have not been excited or as excited as I am today to have this particular show for a multitude of reasons. First of all, the topics on hand are absolutely incredible. Some of the best writing I've done. I don't usually pat myself on the rear, but today I have to. And of course, we have a bunch of guests because some of our panel members are down and out. And of course, I'm talking about Archimedes. Our brother Archimedes is currently in the ER in Germany. Um, and uh, he's, uh, he's still battling COVID. And it was so bad for him today that he felt it was necessary to go to the hospital. So we, of course, want to wish him an incredible speedy recovery and uh, many prayers and well wishes for him and his family <laughs> as he fights this very, very serious uh, sickness. And hopefully he makes a full recovery. Um, you're going to see that I decided because one of the big stories is Rise, Son of Rome 2. I wanted to... Uh, uh, do about an hour and a half of footage, folks. We have. To, I have to just pause the show for a hot second. Now I know that what I'm seeing. I know what I played. But my question is, do you know what you're seeing? This game was a launch title in 2013, and do you see how freaking good it looks? It's almost absurd that we have not had a sequel. It's almost ridiculous that it looks this good. I mean, what 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 else can I say? But I do want to get into the introductions, and we're going to introduce someone that has never been on the show before, someone that has been a time, someone that also just recently launched his very own Xbox program, which I wanted to talk about. N64, Josh, welcome to the program there, brother. Hey, thank you so much for the warm welcome. And uh, I'm, I'm so, so glad to be here. I really appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, as far as the new Xbox stuff, uh, I'm, I've started a channel and actually launched the website yesterday. It's xboxnow.tv. And uh, Xbox Now is a podcast. It's a YouTube channel. I may or may not have set up the TikTok, but I haven't put any content out there yet. So... Uh, and it's just it's just Xbox news and and community stuff. I've had a few interviews with uh, um, uh, uh, Riley from he he's the social media manager for Walmart Gaming in Canada. Nice. <laughs> and we all know what they're infamous for, right? And yeah, so, the leaks uh, leaks upon leaks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was a really fun show. And then I had King David from the Iron Lords. He uh, he joined me for uh, for an episode this week and. And it's just, I, uh, I mean, I've been an Xbox fan since the since the uh, uh, the OG, and basically, I mean, I was big into achievements for the 360, and then the one came out and it became my destiny machine. It's pretty much all I played on it, and then uh, Lord Cognito would be very happy to hear that, sir. Yeah, well, we met at E3, and, uh, we, you know, what was funny is I was like, we had to have some words because I was starting a Destiny podcast, and I had <laughs> recorded my first episode with uh, Cosmo, the community manager, nice. be before he was the community manager, and the show was called The Last Word, and as I was getting everything set up to launch it, his show came out called The Last Word, and I was like, no. No. Oh man, that's no. fine. That's wow. That's some so, behind the scenes baseball stuff. Not my, literally, I love it. <laughs> that's a story. 
Yeah. So it. Uh, so we. Yeah, we hit it off when I when I met him at E3. It was at the the, the Bethesda presentation um 2019 and and uh, yeah. Then I picked up. So I picked up a Series X and you know like here's the thing. My wife and I had gone out that morning and I bought the red switch right now. I don't need another switch, but I thought the red one looked cool. So I got the red switch, right? Yeah, that makes two of us. And so it was my birthday. All right. And Wario 64 happened to tweet that Xbox Series X's were available at Amazon. So I was like, well, let's try it. Let's see what happens. Well, the order worked, right? I was able to, I was able to get it. So at that point, I'm like, uh, I tell my son, I'm like, Hey, there's a package arriving. We were heading out of town. (laughs) Like make sure it doesn't sit on the porch too long. All right. Oh my God. And then we get in the car with the wife and I'm like, uh, so I may have bought something. She's like, what, (laughs) what did you, what did you buy? I love it. I'm like, well, listen, I got. Like the Twitch funds will cover it once I once they come in, you know. She's like, "What did you do?" I'm like, "I bought an Xbox." She's like, "Oh, that makes sense." I'm like, "All right, phew. okay, we're good, we're good." So I, because uh, you know, those are those are those are scary times when you don't know you don't know what the <laughs> how the missus is gonna react. So, but of course, she was cool with it, and uh, so I decided, you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna start making content with it. And Xbox is killing it right now, and uh, I'm having a blast getting to know, getting to know the community and getting getting involved uh, with the community. Yeah, this, the one thing I will say, listen, and I talk about this all the time. Every community has a toxic fan base, right? It's it's it, it, and it's not just you know video games. This is in sports. This is in ping pong. This is in pool billiards. Every every sport, you know, uh, you know. Uh, some you know thing that somebody enjoys doing will have a toxic community. It's a very small uh, amount of people, but of course, like anything that allowed us, I will say this, and I and I and I will die on this hill saying it: the Xbox community by far uh, is not only my favorite community, but it's the most giving, it is the most receptive, and most inclusive. And I think that is what's super important about it. You know, again toxic stuff aside the actual people that that are here in the chat and we have already almost 200 people here and we just were six minutes in they are very welcoming the chat i have is probably one of the best in the business i would dare say it challenges anyone uh because everyone here is just comes to have fun and of course lethal papa who's a good friend of the many people in this community especially the podcast community uh is is patrolling the these uh streets and making sure that the a-holes get banned and and last show i think he banded six people and you know what he could have did 12 and it wouldn't matter to me because those are the people you don't want here but i appreciate you being here brother and i appreciate you sharing the story let's go to someone else who has an xbox uh podcast and he goes and has each and every week at friday 9 p.m eastern standard time mav you have the ultimate xbox podcast it's gaining ground you went over a thousand subs which congratulations on that and you just jumped in at the last minute and glad to have you welcome thank you boom uh yeah it's uh awesome to be here again uh bj hopped in here to see him uh, it's good to see you bj I, I don't think i've been s- sitting on a panel with you for a while uh, so good, good to be here uh, with you and Joe as well, man. Um, we've only done a few of these together, possibly, maybe even one or two. I can't can't remember for sure, 
But yeah, I uh, think one or two. I think one or two. Yeah. Yeah, definitely um, one or two for sure. Yeah. And then uh, and then Josh as well. It's awesome to be here with you, dude. I, this is gonna be a fun show. I I saw like the base the thumbnail and the top the topics and stuff that you got lined up i'm excited to talk about some of this stuff it's yeah it's, 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 it's gonna, gonna be, be great dude. it's great to have you here obviously we have a nice full panel with a lot of big opinions and uh we cannot wait to get started joe are you ready to be introduced my brother or you know what maybe he stepped away he's having some mic issues so let's let, let's get let's get vj here vj you know with the topics i know that you have sat down and probably wrote a bible there's no doubt about it. Um, and we, we're looking forward to hearing this elaboration because you do bring it each and every week. Welcome to the program there, my brother. How are you feeling? Um, I, was, I was actually really good, Boom. Um, but, the, but the news regarding Archimedes has uh, sort of thrown me a little. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely concerning. Um, he's getting oxygen. He's uh, currently, uh, on, uh, he's already received, from what I understand, some prednisone, which is a steroid, if you don't know. And that should help him along the way of to his recovery hopefully he doesn't have to stay in the hospital uh and if he does hopefully it's not for too long but I, i'm uh going back and forth and i will advise our private dm uh because i don't want to you know just you know spill everything some of the stuff is private but i'll keep everybody up to date with what's going on with archimedes yeah it's um it's interesting how uh you know reality and life has a has a way of just throwing you off center, right? Just as you get, just as you get on, you get familiar with it, and the, especially it's when it's someone in the community you, you get to know, and that somebody ends up becoming, you know, either your next door neighbor or even a close friend or indeed a brother. But I think, along with everyone else, I, I wish him and his family well. Yeah, nah, well, yeah, of course, and uh, you know, obviously, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm confident that he's gonna, he's gonna pull through. He's a strong. He's not as old as I am, so I, I have, I have faith that he's gonna do the, that. He's gonna be okay, Absolutely. and Absolutely. and and uh, we'll, uh, we'll keep everybody advised that uh, Joe is having some camera issues, so we will come to him next. But I, I immediately have to jump into some of these topics. I mean, this is what the people tuned in for. This look, here's the thing. This particular topic is one that is, uh, and and if our if our brother Pongso was here, he would love this because we're going to take a, a stroll down to Speculation Town uh, again. Always seventy five and sunny in Speculation Town. Now, a couple of weeks ago, Jez Corden, friend of the show, who uh, is a writer for Windows Central, you know, he's also a part of the Xbox Two podcast with friend of this show, friend of the community, Randolph Thor nineteen. He tweeted about a swirl emoji that everyone in Xbox Nation was buzzing to figure out what the H it meant. Well, those running theories were, of course, the Ubisoft connection. Maybe something with Splinter Cell. Maybe Ubisoft Plus. And then, of course, everyone equated that conversation to Sega Dreamcast. Is all of the Dreamcast uh, you know, catalog coming to Xbox Game Pass? Is Microsoft buying Sega, and of course, then nothing. Now, here is where we take a roll down to Speculation Town. This is my theory, and I say that with a, a capital M-Y, because no one said this until I did. And if it comes true, well, you know that Detective Clouseau has gotten his, got a promotion. Because while watching TV with Mrs. Boomstick... A commercial for the new James Bond film, No Time to Die, which is set to release in the U.S. in October. The, 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 I, I got the swirl back in my mind, and then I had an epiphany of the highest caliber. And at the start of every James Bond film, right, there is a spyglass 
watching James Bond walk by, and he, of course, ultimately turns towards the camera, fires a single shot, and then, of course, I decided to put one and one together and equated that the swirl had something to potentially do with the announcement from IO Interactive. Now, if you don't remember this announcement, they are working on something called uh, Project 007, which was confirmed to be a, a James Bond game. And they made this announcement on November 19th of 2020. Now, here is what IO Interactive had to say regarding that announcement uh, for James Bond. In collaborations with MGM, EON Productions, and Delphi, IO Interactive is proud to announce that we will develop and publish a brand new James Bond video game, Project 007 Working Title, features a wholly original Bond story and will see players earn their 007 sta- well, 00 status in the very first James Bond origin story. Project 007 will be powered by IO Interactive's proprietary Glacier technology and will be made for modern systems and platforms. Now, of course, Josh, I, I got to go to you first on this. You are our esteemed guest. Listen, this is a shot in the dark, but I, I am going to be honest with you, and I'm kind of I'm going to kind of toot my own horn here. This is one of those uh, conversations that no one was having before I made mention of it. And again, I'm not a, a toot my own horn kind of a guy, but that swirl was you know confirmed to not be Ubisoft, was confirmed not to have anything to do with Dreamcast. Could it, in fact, have something to do with IO Interactive's James Bond? And could Phil Spencer and Microsoft threw a bag of money at IO and said, hey, listen, we are going to give you this very big bag of money. Tell us how much we need more to put in here, and we want 007 as an exclusive. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, this this is uh, you're hitting me with this stuff for the first time, honestly. Like I like <laughs> first. I mean, let, okay. Let let me let me let me say this. <laughs> One of the first pieces of content I created for the Xbox Now, uh, I, the first article I wrote for the website, actually. Phil Spencer's got the switch behind him, right? Yes. Yep. This is this keeps happening. James Bond is an absolute cluster when it comes to their licensing stuff. It's like this person, this company has the license to, to, for the, the, you know, the home distribution and this for this and Bond can't do this and he can't be killed and blah, blah, blah. There's so many things, but I immediately go back to Goldeneye, right? And there's a, there is a completed HD version of Goldeneye that was ready for the 360 and one person at Nintendo got cold feet at the last second. Anytime I hear anything about James Bond, all I want is to see a gold, like the Goldeneye remake, just like Perfect Dark came out on the Xbox. I want, I want to see that. And if, if what you're saying is true and Microsoft has the opportunity to have the Bond IP and their current relationship with Nintendo, like all my mind can think about is the possibility of this GoldenEye remake that just got leaked on the internet about two months ago. The mm. full the full game. Uh if if that's and to get into your your theory here though, if it is a new James Bond game, I just hope it's good. They've none of they've all suffered ever since the like not like Goldeneye cast a massive shadow even on the 64 and if 
none of them have been that great. Quantum of Solace was a decent multiplayer game. I think it was like the Call of Duty team or something that worked on it. And so it had it had some decent uh decent stuff, but it still felt like a like it like a movie game that was just kind of thrown together. You know what yeah. I mean? So 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 hopefully I, I'm always hopeful that we'll get a we'll get a James Bond game that will be that will be awesome. Well, I mean, listen again. This is a, this is a bit of a shot in the dark. No, no confirmation. I just, I just again. I, I was sitting there watching TV with with the misses, and the new commercial came on, and I'm like, wait a second, James Bond and the Swirl. Mav, let, let let's bring you into the conversation here again. We we know it's two things that are. I mean, we know two two scenarios are not coming true for it, and that's the Ubisoft connection and the Dreamcast connection. But the James Bond connection has yet to be debunked by anyone, and I've been and I've been advertising the hell out of this show. So if someone would have been like, "Hey, no, boom, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about," and <laughs> I would have been like, "Well, okay, it's just you know, no no reason for name calling, but you know, it is the internet, so it's expected." What are your thoughts on this? Could it actually mean James Bond? It's you never know. I mean, dude, you're going down speculation town again, right? Which is uh, we spent some time there uh, last week a little bit. <laughs> uh, that was fun. This would be amazing. Uh, well, regardless of, of anything, like Josh was saying, we're getting that we're getting the IO interactive game, right? And I'm excited about that because it is IO interactive and i think it's going to be good because of that right so if it if this was the thing right if this was the thing that they're getting uh, as far as like a triple a exclusive um it would be a big get that's for sure um i would assume game pass you know day one and all that kind of stuff right so um man i I, I hope that's true just because I'm selfish and I want to save money for things to come to Game Pass, right? Um, and I know that I'm going to play this regardless. Uh, so, what, number one, I think the game's going to be great because of because of IO. Number two, yeah, I think it adds up. I think everything that you're saying adds up to a possibility. Um, but, man, it's, it could be so many other things, too. I just... Uh, this one has been ha- I've been racking my brain around this like thing that's like I, I know that people know and it drives me crazy. I know that like Randolph Thor knows. Yeah. I know that Jez knows. I know that Miles knows. Yes. I know that these people out there they know what this is and they just won't tell us and it's driving me crazy. And I the keep like digging for Jeff clues. Grubb knows. Yeah, Jeff Grubb knows. I I keep digging for clues and they keep dropping these little <laughs> hints, these little puzzle pieces. And when you say that, now it's like let's, okay, let's be honest, man. It it's right? annoying. It's 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 got like it's actually getting on my nerves now. It's just like just tell me. <laughs> did you see did tell did me you what see it Jez's is. Uh, tweet yeah, last last night or this morning, like with all the emojis and stuff? It's and like, it's like, okay. You want engagement, but come on, man, just tell me the thing, you know? I need to know, man. Yes. Like, yeah. I well. need to know. Yeah, no, listen, no, no, there's no doubt about it. Again, right now, we're going to uh, we're gonna have to wait on this. I, I'm hoping it's true, selfishly, because I want to be able to say that Mr. Yeah. Boomstick, Double Barrel Gaming, came up with it first. And, of course, no one will ever give me any credit for it. But that is okay, because, you know what? We don't do these shows for credit. We do it for hashtag fun. Joe, let's get your opinion on this. Again, 
you've said it. It's getting <clears throat> annoying. There are some people that actually know what's going on. They yeah, listen. We, we actually heard Jez say that he would feel really bad because it's such a big announcement to pull it away from the studio and from Microsoft. So I think that this thing has weight. The question is how much weight? Then don't tease it. <laughs> uh, actually, Boom, I, I don't know if my, 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 my camera was on, but when you said that, my eyes lit up. I'm like, that actually makes, I think this is, I think Boom, all credit to you. <laughs> I'll give you because that's the most sense I think not just you but anyone's ever made ever because if it isn't the the Dreamcast symbol if it isn't the Ubisoft thing yeah there's only one other frame that 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 swirls and you know even um, even Grub was like it's not what you think it is uh, you know, in in terms of Dreamcast but it is cool and and I think yeah what is cool James Bond so. I'm kind of I'm kind of right there with Josh in terms of like okay realistically we have not had a good James Bond game like like just it since Nightfire I liked Nightfire okay I'll I'll die on that hill um, <laughs> but like we haven't had a good one in so long it, so it, it really has been a very very long time and it, yeah. and uh, you know what coming off of Hitman three and they're the, the best they're the best to do it. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And so, like, my excitement isn't like, oh, it's coming to Xbox. My excitement's like the team that's making its IO. The and if Microsoft is just like, okay, how much money do you want for this? Because people may point out, oh, like the movie is MGM, but it's also a Sony Pictures movie. Uh, what about like Spider Man? How does that correlate? Whatever. Um, you know, M MGM has all the rights to it. They license. Yeah all the rights to, to different companies. It is weird. It is like a cluster. Um, so yeah, it, it would, it would make sense if, if Microsoft walked over and they were just like, listen, James Bond is an IP that needs new life in it. Um, it could kind of be similar to like the show. It's just like, let's put it on game pass. If it's not an exclusive, I think the big cool thing is it's, a game pass day and date or it's microsoft marketed yes or if for for the xbox fans out there it is that that killer exclusive because to me uh, the thing that excites me the most is io is expanding its team yes. it's expanded its team to barcelona they announced the creative director for this game and something something tells me that we will see maybe a slight you know like title screen at like a an e3 nothing nothing crazy i'm talking like metroid yeah, you're not gonna PNG get gameplay or anything but you definitely yeah. get maybe may, maybe the swirl logo you know what i'm saying and then the xbox is like how like my design i put the, the xbox yeah. symbol in the middle i mean that would be kind of dope <laughs> yeah do that and and bam you, you kind of wipe your hands of it it's like hey listen james bond is coming to xbox and that'd be that'd be really awesome yeah so yeah i I'll, I'll take a visit to Speculation Town on this one. I don't even think you're too crazy to think of that. I think, honestly, you're the first person that has said that to me, and it makes the most sense. So I'm, I'm with you on the cell, Boom. So you know Joe, what's funny, too, though? Uh, sorry, Boom. Yeah, uh, okay. is, like, regardless, of, like on Xbox, we're getting that game either way, right? Oh, yeah. So, so the benefit would be Game Pass, right? Yeah. That would be the, the takeaway 
and then the also the exclusivity for Xbox and PC. But, but like, I think it's also as... for Microsoft, it's something to kind of prove in like, how do right. you make deals? Like, I don't want IO to be acquired. I don't think IO wants to be mm-hmm. acquired. They've, you know, they've had those partnerships in the past. It's, it's not panned out for them. Yes. So I think Microsoft, this is a way for them to say, hey, listen, we could also work with y'all. You know, that's yeah. that's the one strength we see from Sony with, with their second party deals, whether it's the game of the generation, which is Bloodborne, which it's been 2,228 <laughs> days since the launch of the original, or like whether we're seeing like with Returnal right now. I think Xbox has something to prove saying, hey, we don't want to be defined by our second party deals with Scalebound. We want to be defined by... James Bond. Yeah, no, that that that's a that Joe. That's a fantastic point. Uh, listen, I there's there's a tr- a tremendous amount of super chats that have come in, and I have to get to them. But I got to get the VJ on this, and then we'll do, I'll read the super chats after, and then we'll get to the second topic. But real quick, Urban Ninja three one three drops a very generous five dollar super chat, and he says this, and I didn't know this. I did not know this until he just put this in there. Randall Thor said. It was a game from someone who just put out their game, i.e. Hitman. Well, there yeah. you go, folks. More confirmation right. that hashtag mm. boom was freaking right. So listen, anyway, VJ, you've listen. heard what everyone had to say. You sure. have the show notes in front of you. Um, again, sometimes we have these uh, as writers, as producers, as, as gamers, as just fans of a, a genre. We have these epiphanies for no reason other than something flashes on the screen and it just electrifies your brain. That's what happened with me. Literally, I went from seeing that commercial to finding some James Bond logos to put up to, to start advertising the show because I honestly believe that's what it is with zero insider connection for you. Does this does one and one equal two, and how big of a deal would it be for Microsoft to secure a 007 exclusive? Um, actually, there's, there's quite a few important points that Mr. Badbit was making, and uh, I don't think Sony have got anything to do with the upcoming 25th anniversary James Bond movie. I think Universal have actually swiped the distribution rights away from them. So that was just a, just on a side note. Oh, do they really? Because yeah. I know there was there, there there was like a talk of changing hands. It's interesting. Yeah, it, I think it changed hands. I, I mean, I could be wrong, but as far as my memory serves me, um, which is not great these days given my age. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, just just sort of getting back to what <clears throat> Boom was saying and the panel was saying. Um, look, I did. I don't know IO Interactive that well, but they are a fully fledged publisher in their own right, and uh, I, I saw that. Uh, I was wondering, I said, they don't really have an infrastructure for distribution. And uh, so, I, so I was surprised to see that given that they'd broken away from uh, or did a management buyout from Square uh, about four years ago, that they'd actually partnered up with Square for the marketing and distribution uh, rights uh, in regards to Hitman 3. But I'm, I'm also I'm not really sure how many teams or games IO Interactive have in sort of active development or, or from production at any one time. I, I guess... Nothing can really surprise us anymore, right? Given the way, or given the swagger that uh, Xbox have sort of um, sort of unleashed, right, in entering this generation of um, an investment, I, I should say as well, uh, and this, you know, and opening up this generation of uh, of, uh, of consoles. So, I I find it hard to think that it will be exclusive unless Xbox managed to purchase the Danish outfit somehow. And as I say. 
who have only just become independent, and again, as I say, under difficult circumstances uh, just a few years ago. I, as I say, nothing's impossible. I just don't see the James Bond game being exclusively tied to the Xbox and PC, PC platform sort of carte blanche. Uh, from what I know about Eon Productions, they are uh, not really comfortable uh, allowing this kind of exclusivity or closed situation um, in terms of when they doing when they're doing sort of consumer licensing that division and their perspective in terms of how that should be you know um, how that should work it's it's kind of counterproductive in terms of what they believe in and and we've seen MLB right change its model or, or renegotiate its deal with Sony quite aggressively right even taking on publisher responsibilities I I just can't recall a time that's ever happened right but 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 then again that's just on the face of it but digging a little bit deeper on on the whole situation from Aya's perspective I would assume that all resources will be on this James Bond game at some point in time I don't see them abandoning development PlayStation 5 or stunting their development teams know-how development or in-house tech and priceless experience with the PS5 hardware because we're at the beginning of the generation and especially if as, as, a, as a developer or as a company you know what if you have to go back to multi-format development sometime in the future it's, it's quite risky for an independent company that seems to me to be seeking to go public at some point perhaps following in the footsteps of CDPR and, and, and companies of that ilk I guess the question then becomes, can Microsoft persuade and convince uh, or, or, or a party or a company to sell part of, uh, of, of something that's really important and valuable to them? And the answer is, in, in this present day, it, more often than not, I guess the answer is yes, right? And can Xbox strike a preferential marketing deal with the publisher and, and no doubt Eon, who watch over their IP, especially James Bond, like, like a hawk? And I would say, again, yes, but it's, it is a little bit difficult as Eon are a complex, I would say they're a complex anomaly, right, to fathom, let alone deal with, right? Um, Eon, have, Eon, and I can't really stress this, and I have a very tight and robust uh, approval process, almost, uh, yeah, very difficult. I was going to say something rude there, but sorry. Just, but but it, when it comes to James, but especially when it comes to James Bond and uh, the consumer licensing initiatives that they have for that property, but could Xbox strike a deal for James Bond to be in Game Pass on day of release? Again, you couldn't, you wouldn't put it past them, especially have they, if they have a uh, an open or, or sparse quarter that needs strong content, right? And I'm just going back to what Phil's ambition is, right? To make sure that every quarter there is, as you say, boom, the youngsters call them bangers, right? And <laughs> and and by the time, <clears throat> I, I don't know when the release date for James Bond is, but or whenever the game's going to come around, but I would assume that that the sort of revenues that uh, Game Pass will be generating at that point in the future, when this game actually comes to comes to light or comes to uh, comes to release uh, comes to release point in time, the the sheer number of subscribers and the revenue that Game Pass is generating, you know, you just can't put it past uh, um, Xbox or Phil, right? Because the, given the amount of cash flow that they will have at that time, it, it won't be it won't be from uh, um, a lack of trying because or or uh, or a financial issue, right? You'd have to say that, right? Yeah. And look, this, this is just a totally a guess on my part, and I'm only looking at you know in terms of the hyper investment um, that Xbox are making right now, and from a and from the investment that's coming in from the community, right, on a, on, a, on a monthly basis. Finally, I would say that could Xbox perhaps convince IO and Eon to allow Xbox a one-year exclusivity window like they did with Tomb Raider in the beginning of the last generation. But 
again, it comes down to all parties understanding and benefiting from the deal and what their long-term plans are. And you would have to say, right now, it's it's more of a strange, abstract, and an anomalistic deal, right? That that if that actually occurred, especially when it comes to be Xbox. And the reason why I say that because. If, if you don't already know and you haven't been tuning into the show, Xbox are no longer a traditional or conventional platform holder. Yes, that's by correct. Any, any stretch of the imagination. And and you've got to get on, not on board with it, but you've got to get in sync with that. And I, and I see a lot of people aren't yet, boom. But Xbox, I think, would endeavor to procure something like James Bond. It's kind of actually a really good fit for, for, for the company and for Game Pass. But... If, um, but if they are un- unsuccessful in, to- in terms of being able to achieve that, um, um, sorry, being able to achieve, you know, being able to get a one-year exclusivity, I, I, again, it kind of rubs against the green for me because what Xbox look to execute a business deal where they're by 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 means in terms of it's not in Game Pass and exclusive to the hardware, uh, and you've got to buy it at sixty dollars, and 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 it's not in Game Pass until at some point in the future, probably after the PS5 release of the game is released. But as I say, you know, these are just my thoughts and by no means are they sacrosanct or deserving of uh, veneration. They're just food for thought or, or lighthearted, considera- lighthearted consideration. Yeah, I mean, listen, you always bring a, a great conversation to the conversation. We definitely appreciate that. I definitely want to move on to the top topic number two. But I have to get these. I mean, just the amount of Super Chats have come in. It's just it's, it's mind blowing. Uh, the first one of the day comes to us from Ima Easy, who drops a very generous $2 Super Chat and says, I just received my second Xbox Series X. What a date. Well, dude, congratulations on that, dude. That is Man, that's like finding the the four leaf clover in a uh, in in a garden of clovers uh, because uh, it's it's these new consoles are so hard to find. The fact that you didn't get just your first, but your second, good on you for the tenacity to keep looking. Gerald Mack, very good friend of the show, he drops a fat owl zoop chat and says, "Good morning, Mister Boomstick and panel. It's really nice to see the faces that match those voices." Boom, wink, wink. You know what? You know what? Uh, hold on a second. Let, let, let's, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Let's, let, let's let's get on to camera here, folks. Hold on just a second. I'm the only one out on camera except for VJ. Are you going to bring I'm, out Cobra Commander? I'm going to bring out Cobra Commander. Here, here I am, folks. <laughs> here go. I am. You can see, unfortunately, the house isn't set up. The pillows are, are there for when we chill at the in, in the evening. What's oh, up, God. everybody? You see the face. I got my... Mm. Uh, my Dreadpool T-shirt on one of my favorite oh ones. My, my like mohawk it. isn't done; it's cut. I buzzed it. It looks good. It's just not fixed. No product in the hair. Welcome to the show, everybody. You can see I got an Xbox Pope uh, created Ooh. controller here because I got to support my brother Xbox Pope. He is that's one right, of the best right. in the community. And uh, all right, so we'll we'll keep the camera on as I continue reading the. I got to remember. I hopefully I don't pick my nose live on the air. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dirt Griggity drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says, "What's up to the panel and the people in the chat?" Well, what's up to you, Dirt? Hopefully, you are enjoying the show so far. Oh, good friend of the show, and really, what an incredible addition to the Xbox Ultimate Podcast. Lady AF is here, darling. Thanks for hanging out. She drops an outstanding five dollars super chat. And says, "Good morning, panel and chat. So excited to see Josh on the show. Such a fantastic creator and friend." So happy to see him active in the community. Yes, it's, it's a pleasure to work with him, and I can guarantee you he's getting the golden ticket to this show. Davigan89 drops a $2 super chat and says, boom, that makes a lot of sense. Well, thanks for that, brother. Hopefully it comes true. Uh, Caper Grant 692 drops a very generous $10 super chat and says, absolutely loving Second Extinction. Dude, I am five hours deep, and I am... 
I was almost late for the show because I was playing and I had to get I had to get out because I don't want to lose all my all the stuff that I was able to find. My God, that game is so good. If you have not downloaded it's in Game Pass, please support says uh, systemic reactions newest incredible multiplayer game in second extinction it is fan freaking tastic uh he says been uh, so pumped for the game since watching your interview with the team and the wait was worth it i just want to say thanks for the intro to the game oh no problem dude listen i want to thank them they gave me the inter- interview and i was happy to do it uh he drops an additional five dollars super chat and says oh and by the way, have a great day. Well, thanks so much, Caper. Uh, Smitty Smith, our brother, bringing us back to church once again. He says, boom, the swirl, <laughs> the swirl is a new weather simulation game. <laughs> I love mm. it. That's great. Um, Urban Ninja 13. Okay, of course, uh, uh, 313. He talked about Rand said that the game is by someone uh, that just put out a game, i.e. Hitman. Viper the Red. This is sad. He says, uh, uh, he justified out just says, thank you for doing the podcast today. It is helping so much. Uh, uh, my family today, unfortunately, had to put down our uh, family member and their dog who was like 16 or 18 years old. Dude, my heart goes out to you. There is no, uh, there's, there's nothing sadder than losing a pet. Uh, as mm-hmm. a matter of fact, I, I, I had a, a, a cat uh, many, 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 many moons ago. Her name was Boo Boo Kitty. And uh, yes, uh, we were young when we got her. Uh, so Boo Boo Kitty was her name. name. It is an adorable name. But yeah. you know what's crazy? She used to play fetch with the um, the mints. If you, if, you <laughs> ma- if you made the noise, the ruffle, she went crazy. And she would take, yeah. she would literally go fetch it, bring it back and drop it in your hand. We picked her up in, in a... Um, a uh, uh, very small mom and pop uh, pet store uh, mm-hmm. that said, please take her. All she does is cry. Here's, and, and they charge us $5. And she was with us for almost 19 years. Wow. Yeah. So when wow. she obviously passed, it was very sad. So yeah, my heart goes out to you, Viper mm-hmm. the Red. And Toto Dope drops a very generous $5 chat and doesn't leave a message. Dude, if you want to leave a message in there, I will read it and you don't have to leave another super chat. Thank you for the generosity. But let's get on to topic number two. And folks, here we go. I mean, this is, we got to talk some Starfield again, folks, because obviously some new information has broken. That's why I have on there breaking news. Uh, and it basically almost confirms that the game will, unf- will in fact be unveiled at E3 2021 and be released for holiday 2021. And in a recent Xbox 2 podcast via pure Xbox, Xbox Insider, and I like how they call him an Xbox Insider, Randall Thor said that Microsoft and Bethesda are trying their hardest to get Starfield out by the holiday this year. He added that the game's development is essentially done and Bethesda is currently in the process of just polishing the game. Meanwhile, he also stated that Starfield will without a doubt be on the Xbox, oh, be an Xbox console exclusive and according to the story, they say why shouldn't that surprise you at this point honestly it's a microsoft owned property after all so here is a quote from that podcast and he says this and of course i'm talking about randall thor friend of the show i've been told by a very reliable people that starfield is and will be 100% an Xbox exclusive. I've even made bets about it and I don't bet unless I know. I'm willing to bet. So, 
I'm really, really confident that Starfield is not only releasing on Xbox when it does, but I've been told as well that Microsoft is trying their hardest to get the game out this holiday. They really want Starfield out this fall. Now, the game, from what we understand, is basically finished, and they're currently, you know, squashing some bugs in, the, in a particular, they call bug squashing mode right now, very much like Halo Infinite. It would be a big boon for Xbox Game Pass and also to have Starfield and potentially a new Forza Horizon 5 along with Halo. Man, talk about a back-to-back-to-back win. I'll go right to Josh. Josh, uh, you know, Randall Thor, the one thing I have to say about Rand, and I know Rand very well, um, he is someone that very rarely loses a bet in fact i would even dare say i don't think he has ever had in my presence and i you know he's he's listen he knows miles he knows obviously jez corden these guys know people they know jeff grubb they have all these circles that some of us smaller shows like us just don't are not really privy to and he would not say that publicly and make that statement if he wasn't 100 percent sure what, where does your excitement level go for Starfield launching this holiday and, of course, being an Xbox exclusive? I, I remember seeing this game when it was initially announced and everything and being very like I was like, oh, it looks awesome. And then completely forgot about it. <laughs> to be completely honest like it just like completely slipped my mind and then when you you put your notes up and you were like oh it may be a holiday exclu- or maybe coming out this holiday i was like oh man like i'm like <laughs> i'm looking forward to like i i want to you know i want to go back and rewatch some of the stuff and get and get familiar with it again we know that xbox needs games right now right they need they they, they really could they really could use this for the holiday season and i think it even you mentioned it in your notes about you know the possibility of of halo and and starfield and then we know there's something happening with forza as well like it would be uh it would be a great holiday lineup for xbox if if they can get this this game out and i mean you know i, I feel like bethesda kind of gets the pass on games getting launched and not being finished i think they're still <laughs> working on skyrim right <laughs> oh they're gonna be working on skyrim from years to come no doubt about that <laughs> So yeah, I'm. I'm looking. I, I. I think it would be great, and I really hope. Uh, I, I really hope it happens, and and I. I, I hope it's great. Yeah, I, I listen. I, I. It's. It's a big bet. It's a new IP. Uh, they haven't had a new IP for Bethesda in many, many, many years, especially a Todd Howard new IP, and I think that's super important. Uh, I. I honestly cannot wait to see what this game looks like. I mean, we had some, you know, supposed leak shots, which is one of the shots I used for the thumbnail. Uh, if, if that, in fact, is the game, it looks good. Uh, and that's just a thumbnail. I can't wait to see it in, in motion. Mav, let's get your opinion on this. You know, uh, bo- both Jez Corden and uh, Randall Thor, who do the Xbox 2 podcast weekly, um, th- they're very rarely wrong. And if, if, if uh, you know, uh, Randall Thor is talking about this from people that he knows, and he knows quite a few people at Microsoft, I'm confident that he knows what he's talking about. For you, are you excited that we do get Starfield this holiday and, more importantly, as an Xbox exclusive? Absolutely, man. <laughs> so we had Rand on our show actually last week. Yes, you um, did. It was a fantastic uh, yeah, program. It, great, great stuff. It was stuff. Uh, a, a lot of fun, and, it, and he dropped some nuggets there too. Um, but it's Starfield is a much 
bigger deal than a lot of people realize because they haven't it's a new ip right and they haven't uh talked a lot about it yet because that's just what bethesda does right they they hold their cards close to their chest until yep. they're ready to release okay so all we've gotten from them so far is that really short teaser and then todd howard say this is his, one of his dream projects uh-huh. it's it's fallout it's it's uh elder scrolls in space right yeah it's 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 what we all have been like begging for like it's one of those things you go back like 10 years ago even 15 years ago and you say what if they what if these guys made a game like like mass effect right or like in space like like fallout or like elder scrolls style it'd be amazing and it's coming true right it's coming true this is a dream scenario for me because it's a todd howard creation Right, it's a it's a Todd Howard creation where he's putting all into the world building and and all of this stuff with, with the whole big team that they have there. So Starfield is going to be massive, and when it launches this holiday, exclusively on Xbox, it's going to be a freaking huge deal. And yeah. um, I think it's going to become. Remember how big Skyrim was when it launched, dude. I mean, this, it, it was like the biggest thing in gaming that year. And I think we could potentially have a similar situation with the next massively new RPG from uh, Todd Howard's team over at Bethesda. Well, I have to correct you on something. Uh, and Pong, I, I know you're listening at work. It's it's pronounced God, God Howard. Howard. I know. God I, Howard. I just, right. I just want to make sure that that is represented on this show. Because God <laughs> Howard is going to get interviewed by Mr. Boomstick. I don't care if I got to kidnap that man. He's yeah, coming over up. and hanging oh, out no. here. He's one of the like. Hold on just a second. No, I shouldn't say kidnap. <laughs> on camera. Uh, Joe, let, let's get your opinion on this. Yes. Listen, you know, look, Starfield. Is let's, there's a lot to, to to process here with Starfield. Okay, mm. uh, more, more super important is that it's a new IP. Sure, right? It's something that Bethesda has not had in a very in, in a while. Yeah. Uh, Todd, and this is this is Todd Howard's baby, so we understand mm. that it's going to be uh, something special just based on his tenacity as a designer. Right? Mm. Uh, I think this is going to be a big deal for several reasons outside of it being just. From uh, from God Howard, it, it, it's it's an Xbox exclusive potentially, and it's one of those games that has the potential, folks. We don't have it in front of us, so we have to be really cautious on on the eggshells that we're walking on. It's a new IP, okay. It's it's being made for the new consoles, which is fantastic. But more importantly, the Xbox exclusive. Now, they have not had in a long time a big AAA bomb, and they're potentially going to have three of them. Right. Mm -hmm. If they can Mm -hmm. somehow because, you know, Game Pass is the conversation. A lot of good things, services. The consoles are very powerful. They're doing some incredible things. But we got to talk about the games for a second. And something that Sony does very well that continues to do is put out incredible games. And it would be such a story to have Microsoft put out um, all three bangers, one after another, meaning Halo in November. In, in October could be, you know, pick your poison, whether it be Forza, whether it be uh, Starfield, and then, of course, then change that order for September. To have back-to-back-to-back AAA bombs that are reviewed really well, potentially, 
is really going to change the conversation for Xbox. And I'm hoping they can put this together. What, what are your thoughts on this? There's been disrespect when we talk about the fall releases. A disrespect on this show and all the other Xbox shows. And I'm going to tell you why. We're not talking about what is, to me, a way bigger deal than Starfield. Age of Empires 4 is coming out, y'all. Yeah, that's, that's, that's seem a, like we're freaking forgetting about it. You know and what, I'm dude? I, I actually forgot about that game. It looks so good. You could it put does. your archers on the walls now. That's a yeah, huge bro. deal, all right? <laughs> uh, I, no, honestly, if you told me, Joe, what are you really excited for? I would like this fall. I would probably tell you, a Halo is my most anticipated game still this year, yep. and then like B, Age of Empires. And the reason why is because like I've seen both of those games. I know exactly what both of those games are. And I cannot get excited still for Starfield. I think it's like, okay, cool. It's a new IP. I've seen a screenshot or two of an astronaut man outside of a space station. <laughs> and like, that's it. it. It's kind of like when like, like, I feel like maybe the Kojima effect has had its run on me. And now I'm just like, man, it like where it's like, here's a super vague thing. <laughs> you're going to get excited for it. Why? We told you you're going to get excited for it. Get excited about it. And so I can't do that anymore. I've seen enough Norman Reedus's hugging babies to understand that like the hype cycle is away from me now. <laughs> so I'll be excited for this game when I see it. Like I like Mav, you sold me on a first person Mass Effect esque game. Oh, I'm yeah. there for it. I'm here for it. If you told me there's fantasy elements to this game, I am one hundred and ten percent on board. But I swear to God, if this is like some we're astronauts on the moon, like, you know, I'm I'm building, out. Space building thing. Yeah, yeah I, I would I'm be so, out there. I'm so out. I can't tell you how out I am. I'm out. <laughs> like, if well, I'm part know, of NASA, I, 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 I want to be yeah. part of NASA or the Space Force. I want to be. Actually, that sounds kind of cool. But I want to be like, yeah, a, a, a Commander Shepard. If there's no fantasy element to space i'm immediately oot so to well, me i'm chime in again real quick joe yeah go for it math please todd todd howard's mo right and, uh -huh. and that, that thing is world building right it's yeah. not just creating a game it's creating a, a universe that can support multiple games in the future that that can support mm -hmm. lore um based around it right so you're talking about um creating uh religions gods races yeah. you know uh you're talking about creating planets that we've never heard of galaxies who, who knows exactly where this is going but if they were working on this in all of those aspects for a long time before yeah. the game even went to development that and that's what has me like super hopeful and that gets me way more excited i'd also like it to be third person i'd like them to change the yeah. perspective a little bit i'd like them to do yeah, I'd like them to be different. If it's just like, yo, this is astronaut Fallout, yo, this is, you know, astronaut Skyrim, I'm like out as well. Yeah, well like, I, I think want all of those games usually me. switch between third and first, right? So yeah. Skyrim, Fallout, you can always switch between the two. So but it was always same. funky. Like they, tr yeah. they, tr <laughs> they, they played around with it, but it was always like, you know, that type of yeah. animation. Mm -hmm. So like to me, like, yeah, I, 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 I want to see them be be different and look todd howard great great developer though i'm not usually a fan of his stuff like 
I know he has a lot of talent when it comes, yeah, definitely to the world building and such. This game needs to be big for them because I feel like with what was Fallout 76, and though it wasn't their studio, but Todd Howard put himself out there, and him even realizing the the error of the way that was 76. But even like with Fallout 4, I remember when Fallout 4 came out, people were like, yeah, it was good, but like, man, Witcher showed them how to make a, a better RPG. Like, I don't want them to just tack on things that other games have done. I want them to go out there and truly innovate on something different, like Skyrim did. You know, Skyrim was one of the first, like, mainline RPGs that said, you don't need a class. Just pick a weapon, pick a spell, and that's it. And that was such a big thing at the time. Do something on that caliber. That's that's where I'll be impressed, because a name, a logo, doesn't do much for me anymore. I got I to gotta see more. You know, like, look, I'm I'm excited for, I guess, <laughs> not even, I'm not excited for God of War Ragnarok. Like, I'm excited by the idea, but I'm not like, yo, when Ragnarok comes out, it's going to be crit Because it's like, I don't know what that game looks like, you know? So I, I'm keeping the energy on both uh, both both sides. Try my yeah. best. Well, we definitely appreciate that. And VJ, closing out this topic, uh, look, here's the thing. A lot of people have been, you know, had a lot to say about this particular game. We talked about it on Tuesday's Xbox Factor podcast. We're talking it again, again today because we have some more information regarding it. Starfield has the potential to be an Xbox console seller. Now, whether that is, you know, again, it's we know that Microsoft as a whole doesn't so much care, quote again, quote unquote, regarding console sales because they give us so many different ways to play. Now you can play on iOS, you can play on your iPad, you can play on your pewter, you can play on your tablet, you can on your Android on Android phone, or on your Xbox. So they, they don't necessarily care if you buy an Xbox, but I, I think that when we see, and, I, and I've called this already, wh- when the S drops down to 250, and it's going to drop to 250 this fall, there's going to be literally no reason why you don't buy an Xbox, especially if it's going to be your second console, and because of Game Pass, and of course Starfield will be in there. W- what are your thoughts on Starfield releasing this fall? And is it important to Microsoft's plans? I mean, there was so many good points from the panel, but and on top of your question, two double barrel question, I should say. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I, I, let me, I, I jotted some note down, and I keep seem to, seeming to jot a lot more notes down when uh, when Mr. Badbit is uh, is speaking. So credit Joe's to- a good speaker. He's a good yeah. podcaster. That's why you got to listen. That's why you have to tune in and subscribe to the trophy room. Joe, uh, shameless plug. I'm still waiting to be invited onto it, boom. So me anyway. too. That makes two of us. That makes two of us. I'm, I'm, There's a wait list, y'all. There's a long wait list. It's like Xbox list. Game Pass. You got you got to be special to get in there, VJ. I don't think that we are. To be honest oh, with yeah. you, honest to goodness, <laughs> soon. <laughs> I just can't wait till next week's over and I can start bringing, start talking again soon, guys. Soon, I promise. Um, I, I think. In, in just in respect of everything that we've discussed historically, boom. So I want to be consistent in that in that way. And obviously to answer your question in terms of today, because things have obviously drastically changed since last year. I think looking at Starfield, it's important, if not imperative, to Xbox's success, especially if Starfield delivers on its promise. It's only going to further support meaningful and measurable growth of Game Pass in terms of a sharp increase, or we'll see an upturn in subscriber volume and numbers. I think that's a given, right? But on the shallow face of it, 
sorry about the golf term, exclusive in this situation does make sense for me, given the size of the bet that uh, that feels placed on there. And especially since it's a homegrown IP that hasn't graced any other hardware system to date. And I would also like to spare a meaningful one, if not a fleet, and, and not a fleeting thought uh, for the hundreds of publishing staff at Bethesda and what fate befalls them. I say this quite often because you know my background, Boom, and um, and for me it's quite apparent um, that given the year that sort of um, just preceded us, unless you've been in hibernation of some sort, that at all times everybody needs to eat. So I just wanted to spare a thought for those guys. In regards to exclusivity, I will also say yet again, for consistency's sake, that whatever Phil decides in terms of how he uses established, new, and, uh, and, and IPs in development that we probably don't even know about uh, that are being cooked up over at Bethesda, and he, how he uses that to illustrate that Xbox is uh, a different gaming entity, this, uh, a proposition and a, an experience this time around than what's previously gone before. And, and we can see, right, the ever-changing and evolution of the, of the games industry, which is being led by Microsoft and, and, or, or Xbox, or, and really is Phil's brainchild, right? And there's no really disputing that. And, and fundamentally how he tackles the issue that he himself speaks of in regards to exclusivity and tribalism in the gaming industry, and to add to this how he ultimately sees fit in going about generating a return on this, on this substantial investment, right? At the end of the day, when all, all is said and done, you have to ultimately just respect him for his decisions, right? And delivering everything he possibly can for Game Pass. As you said, Boom, right? It's not all about the hardware in this generation. It's about all devices, all of the time, everywhere for everyone and is trying to make an inclusive a very inclusive utopia for all gamers and even for gamers that don't know that they're gamers right to be invited into an ecosystem where your imagination can be engaged to probably to a degree that only films comic books and tv shows and music and even art right that captured you know to, to that degree and and I'm saying this regardless of the noise, emotions, and, and, and the vocal drive and the drivel that we obviously see. And that's generated from personal desires, compulsions, sensibilities, and, divand, and sort of demands from you know, mediocre minds. It's not mine or anyone else's call to make. But, but that's putting that aside and just getting back to the second part of the question. On a personal note, look, I, I would like Starfield to be a wonderful and breathtaking experience. I'm a massive uh, Mass Effect uh, fan. I'm really looking forward to Legendary Edition. From, from a community's perspective, or should I say from the waiting world's perspective, it's a brand new IP that we know very little about. Nobody in their right mind would want any game that we, that we hear of that's in development to turn out poorly, especially for me, uh, from a studio like Bethesda that has such a, I don't know the best way to put it, such a potent, commendable and celebrated history, would that be fair to say? Look, I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not holding my breath for a 2021 release, <laughs> given the delays we've seen of really prominent and prestigious games pretty much being delayed left, right and centre, right? So I don't really want to put un unnecessary pressure or, or demands on, on a studio, right? As, as we often say on this, on this show, and you're the and you're the proponent leader of that boom, right? Get it out and take your time and deliver it when it's done and when it's good and proper and ready and properly baked and so on and so forth. But however, what we've seen and what captured me most about Starfield, and this is where I really disagree with uh, Mr. Badbit, was the project title and the emblem, logo, or badge, if you prefer. If Zemi was here today, he would say that from Bethesda's perspective, and you know he's well-versed in marketing, it's when you see a logo or a brand, it's often the first 
and four most important elements that your customers encounter. The title, logo, and sequence, and I think, was it 2018, I believe, when it was showcased? Yes, was, I believe that's when it, they yeah. first showed it off. Yeah, it, yeah, 2018. From, from my perspective, it was simple, poignant, and eloquent. The logo itself gently and, and for me, evocatively sort of connects with gamers' minds and and I think beyond gamers' minds. That, that's that's just my opinion. And the upcoming reveal boom, whenever it's showered, cast, or, or ordained upon us, uh, it, it's definitely going to try to build them and maintain the anticipation, momentum, and trust that's already there with with uh, with fans and consumers, not just towards Todd and so on and so forth. It's, it's based on, on Bethesda's legacy and what's gone before. And, and again, you, you asked the question, and the really important question, I think, is it important for Xbox? Firstly, I would say it's important to Todd and the team that's been working on the game for several years, and for Phil, who's been afforded the funds and the privilege to take such a huge bet, which is, let's be honest, you know, beyond the realms of what even I thought when I said to you last year when, um, when the Warner Brothers deal fell through, and I said, why don't they go for Bethesda? And it'll probably cost them four and a half billion. Obviously, it was Microsoft and someone somewhere added a premium. They to definitely it. overpaid. Paid, but that's because they really wanted in. There's no, no doubt yeah, about no, it. But I, I, I think in I think in hindsight, I, I, when the Minecraft deal happened, people were sort of aghast at the sort of sums that they paid. But I think that the kind of business model that they have, boom, it allows them to take that kind of bet. And Microsoft have a considerable amount of cash sitting in the bank. And investors, I can tell you, when you've got that sort of large sums of money, they'll say, why are you not investing? Because it can't just sit there. So, and I think that the timing for Phil is really, really important. But anyway, I'm going to close off what I'm saying. Regardless of the reception or success that Starfield might, may or might or might not receive, you would not bet against it being a very good, if not a massively influential game for the industry in years to come. In the, in the short to medium term, Xbox do have to rely somewhat on hardware sales, coupled or saddled with a bunch of good and great games. And in the long term, the big bet is on Game Pass. And I talk about this often on, on, on your show, Boom, that you kindly invite me on to. And, any, and again, any device anywhere, and, it's, and, and I think Phil's... You know, has per plans percolating to get that done hooker by crook. I said it before, Game Pass is far greater than the sum of its individual parts for me as an individual, as an individual consumer. Right now, looking at what's to come, it's a bag of copper and silver coins with the little gold dust sprinkled in. If Starfield was conceived well from the outset, regardless of engine rewrites and so on and so forth, and executed to a high technical and creative level, then it surely will be one of the first titles worth its weight in gold if it releases this year, if you know, and surprises everybody, especially me. But I think it's worth its worth its weight in gold to the investment that Microsoft made, Bethesda as a as a as a major studio right uh, still to this present day after what 20 odd years being or 30 years being in business xbox game pass and ultimately us the players and then and then and inevitably that plays forward uh, in in the case of todd and phil's um realm in terms of what their plans are going forward it's a really difficult topic to tackle boom since there's really not a lot to go on so these are just my initial thoughts based on what we know or until we know more well, I mean, I, again, what, what can we say? You killed it as usual, and you brought a lot of perspective to a topic that we don't have a lot of information on. Again, we're, 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 I don't want to say speculation. I, I think we have good uh, good information from people that I trust. Obviously, I, 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 I hold uh, Randall Thor uh, and uh, Jez Cord to a high candle. 
uh, because they do know people in Xbox. And if they're saying this, then I, I have I have to believe them. Uh, before we get to topic number three, and this one is uh, something that's uh, I've been banging for years. I got to catch up on some of the super chats. Smitty Smith, our brother, bringing us back to church once again. He says, "I got to give shout out to Mrs. Boomstick. I know she's always working hard, so I just want to say salute." Well, that's awesome of you to say, brother. Yeah, she's she's uh, grinding. The, she's not retired like me. Hopefully, she'll be retired uh, in the next couple of years. But yeah, she's still. Uh, She's still working hard, but thanks for that, Smitty. Definitely appreciate that. Gerald Mack drops an additional five dollars super chat and says, "Mr. Boomstick, you make my five dollars feel like five million. That face, we now know what f- with what with what fresh air looks like, dude. That's awesome of you to say. Thank you for the extremely kind words." Uh, Viper the Red says. Um, Drops a two dollars super chat. Says thank you, Boom and Chat, for the incredible support. Of course, his his uh, his his dog had to be put down, and uh, obviously our prayers and best wishes go out to him and his family. That's always tough. And Smitty Smith drops an additional five dollars super chat. And says second extinction, the ascent, Starfield, Halo Infinite, Crossfire X, and the Gunk. Sweet Jesus, the Book of X, indeed. And you forgot, Dafkin eighty nine responds to that with a two dollars super chat. And says Stalker two. I think that's coming out this year. I mean, it could get pushed, but I think that might come out. Logical Tech drops a $5 super chat and says, Microsoft is reducing its cut in game sales in their store from 30% to 12% on 8.1, allowing developers slash publishers to keep 88%. It's a big deal. Yes, and it's such a big deal. We're going to be talking about it on tomorrow's Breakfast with Boom, where we're getting a guest appearance from King David himself, who's going to come in. We have a lot of big numbers to get into and of course if you're going to talk numbers and you're going to talk about microsoft well you got to have king david because he is that man real talk he's the best man he He really really is is. i mean you know it's a shame that he doesn't do stand-up because he is really a funny (laughs) dude great man (laughs) 108 dragons tv welcome to the show brother he we gotta get you on this show dude hit me up in a dm and let's let's try and work something out been checking out your work you do good work we gotta get you at a guest appear he drops an outstanding two dollars super chat and says what's good boom and gaming community great show well thank you so much for that brother and we also have raiden blade generous friend of the show he drops an outstanding Standing five dollars super chat and says, Mr. B, you just came under the watchful eye of the FBI, NSA, um, FSB, MI6, and CZIME, the bodyguard. I love it, dude. Thanks so much for the super chat. Uh, but let's get into the topic that I, I really I'm I'm really excited for this. Um you see that I spent some time with, of course, um, Rise, Son of Rome. Uh, it, it, it's a game that I think everyone here has been asking for. There, there's, there's just no doubt about it. And we got some new information that has me very excited. A little perplexed, but I think that money talks. And you'll know exactly what I'm talking about once I get to the end of my spiel, so to speak. There is a new rumor that Rise, Son of Rome 2 is in fact in development after nearly a decade of after its release on the Xbox One as a launch title. New information suggests that Crytek is hard at work on a sequel to one of the uh, the most underrated games. I get it. It's got quick time events. I get it that maybe there are a lot of the samey enemies. But look at the screen, folks. 
Like, look at the screen. You've been, we, we're, we're an hour seven minutes into the show, and I've been playing this. I, I think I got an hour and a half of footage in here, if I'm not yep. mistaken. Yeah, so this game that came out in 2013 still looks ridiculously good. I, I, I got, guess, I got good halfway job. through this game, and I was just like, oh, God, the goddamn you connect. I hate it, right? Um, but I, you, you're, make, you're making this game look good to me. And you know me, I troll you guys to go, it's overrated, it's stupid. Just a troll. I'm gonna be real, y'all. And this looks this this I, I this word is illegal in, in the trophy room land. This game looks like a banger right here. I might actually give this another here's the thing. Okay, look, one of the things I talk about on the show all the time, and it's an Xbox show, and I and I say this, some people get mad and you know they throw me a, a you know, right right something they asked me in the chat, and that's fine, or or in the YouTube comments. You can't really talk about Microsoft without talking about Sony. It, it, it's kind of like peanut butter and chocolate. Are they good separate? Sure. But are they amazing together? The answer is yes. So this very has a very reminiscent feel of one of the third-person, adult-driven, story-elevated titles that Sony is good at. And again, I understand that this is not God of War. I understand that it's not The Last of Us. But that does not make this game not good. Look at the gore. Look, I mean, again, sure, the quick-time events, I get it. But my God, this game is eight years freaking old and still looks... I mean, if you put this out right now in 2021, I can guarantee you people will be like, yo, this is a banger. This mm -hmm. is something I have to play. I mean, look at the blood on the blade, folks. Yeah. It's, 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 listen, again, maybe not, it's not everyone's bag, and you're going to see some poor Mr. Boomstick tactics right now. I get killed like three or four <laughs> times in a row. It's almost ridiculous. Um... But you know what, Josh? Let, let, let's let, let me continue before I get you in on on over here, and and let's talk about where the rumor originally came from. Now, obviously, um, the game is a third person action game. No surprise there. Uh, and originally, it was uh, pr uh, the project was uh, the project name was Kingdom before moving to, of course, the Xbox One platform and eventually releasing on PC uh, to an different uh, in 2014. Now, the game was met with some mixed critical receptions at launch, but has become a cult classic among Xbox fans. Now, in the story that I pulled from the pages of Game Rant, one of my favorite places to get Xbox information, Xbox host or Xbox era host. Special Ed stated in this new and the newest episode of the podcast. So, and this is this is I I'm quoting him in, in regards to the show. What he said, he says this. So, this person told me, "Yup, there's a new rise in development. I can't give you dates. I can't even give you quarters of when the thing is happening. Just that there is a rise to in development. And like I said, I've been given pictures of stuff that leads me to believe this person is legit." Ed goes on to mention that the sequel will be a multi-platform release, a break from tradition from the first game, which of course was exclusive to the Xbox One and PC. This likely means that Crytek could potentially 
have acquired the IP from Microsoft and could even be working on porting the original game to platforms such as the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and even the Nintendo Switch, as they did with the Crisis Remaster. Now, this could pave the way for a rise to being a full Xbox Series X and S and PlayStation 5 exclusive title, taking advantage of the CryEngine on the newest generation hardware. You know, Josh, I, I got to bring you right into the conversation here. Look, I'm, look I'm, I have this in my notes. You read it, so I'm going to say it live on the air. This, this is where I'm going to get a little petty. And, and normally I don't care. Right? I, I, I just want to play good games. This one is a good game. But this is where I kind of booms, booms to get a little petty here. Um, I, know, I, I really think that this is a game that is, has cemented itself as an Xbox exclusive. And I don't know. I mean, listen, we do know Crytek's money situation is not good. That, that, that is not a boomstick opinion. That is a freaking reality, um, which is why I thought that they were almost one of the teams that were going to be purchased by Microsoft. Now, why that didn't happen, I don't know. I think it'd be a great buy for them because the Crytek engine, as you can see from 2013, still looks incredible. My question to you, Josh, isn't about Rise 2, but it's exclusivity. Do you think that because this game originally started on Xbox, that it possibly should remain there? And should Phil and company drop that bag of money to make sure that it does stay Xbox exclusive? I mean, based on the amount of quick time events, it really belongs on the PlayStation. <laughs> Well, I mean, get out, Josh. That is funny, Josh. That's dang hilarious. You're taking my spot. <laughs> I love it. No, I mean, I, I remember. I remember when this game. You know, it was it was one of the first the first games that was available on the Xbox One, right? Like it was it was wasn't it a release? Was it a release title for the correct? The Xbox yeah, one? yeah. And mm -hmm. so. Uh, it's it's a game for me i'd have to go back like i said the the xbox one was a destiny machine for me i didn't like i went from playing everything on the 360 to hunt achievements to only playing destiny and i remember playing the demo of this and when i played it i was like i got that's enough right that's enough now for for fans of this series if that you know and it, like you said if it has kind of a cult following now I understand the frustration of watching watching a uh, whether it be a game or a developer go from from uh, one company to another. When I watched Rare leave leave Nintendo in in the uh, you know the GameCube era, it was a blow for me. Right, like I was like <laughs> I was like I refused initially to play Halo because I'm like no Perfect Dark's coming and. Halo's not going to even compare to it. That wasn't the case, right? And yeah, well, yeah. Hopefully the new one will be great. <laughs> I, I, I'm very, very, very hopeful for the new Perfect Dark. But so, I, I mean, I, I understand that if, if you know, you were excited about this game and you, and you wanted it to be an exclusive for the, like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm at the state, I, I'm at the point with gaming that I'm like, the, the more people, like, I don't necessarily love exclusives, right? Because there, there's PlayStation games. I've just I haven't bought a PlayStation since that. Well, I own a PlayStation Four, but my buddy has it, and so I haven't uh, I haven't played any of the games 
that were out on PlayStation 4. And so if if a game like this it ends up being received well and, and a lot of people can play it, it, it doesn't really bother me, right? Like I'm not I, I'm not all that bent out of shape. But I understand if you're in the camp that was like, yo, this was this was our I mean, I don't know if you could say it was your God of War, but you know what I'm saying. I, I get it. No, I mean, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I, I absolutely understand what you're saying, and it, it does make a lot of sense. Um, but, again, I, I just think it's one of those games, Josh, that, again, with the co-following, with it, with, again, certain titles when you see a game, you think, you know, console manufacturer, right? Uh, when, I, when, I, when I see Banjo-Kazooie, I still think of Nintendo. Right, because well, that's where it, that's where it started. I'm not sad that uh, you know. I'm sad that we haven't gotten a new one, and I think that we're going to get an announcement this this E3. As a matter of fact, I think it's going to be a, uh, a a a dual announcement. I think it's coming out for Nintendo Switch and for Xbox, and I th- and I really think that um, it's going to be published by Microsoft, but be made by Nintendo. Again, just my theory, no, no no proof or anything, but this is a game that had. If you, if you enjoyed this and you enjoy lore, it had so much to offer in regards to graphics and gameplay, but the storytelling that went on, oh, you know, obviously, I don't want to give any spoilers away. The game's only eight years old, but <laughs> if you didn't beat the game, it, I mean, or you did play the game, you understand that there is a mythical aspect to this game that was not uh, really ventured upon only but by cutscenes, and I think that there's so much to offer. I'm not saying it is going to be the God of War. No, it, it's not. It's going to be its own thing. But I think that this game still has a tremendous amount of legs and value as an uh, as an exclusive. Mav, let's get your opinion on this, brother. What, what what are your thoughts on what you're seeing on the screen, and more importantly, what Special Ed had to say about confirm pretty much confirmation that you know the uh, rise son of rome 2 is in development do you want to see microsoft lock this down um so for for me personally i i'm kind of like a little bit like like josh with this where i don't necessarily have to have the games be exclusive because for me if i get to play it that's all that matters but i think regardless like what would be a win for Xbox would be to get this game in Game Pass because then it would still feel associated with Xbox, if you know what I mean. Like right. if, if that's if there's no other like alternative, okay, Crytek, uh, you know, Xbox isn't really known for doing, and Phil especially isn't known for doing like exclusivity deals with third party, uh, but that may be changing. Right. With the rumors of those other two games, the ones that we were just talking about before. Uh, so if that if that stuff is on the cards and with what Sony's um, going to be doing in this with this generation is is getting a lot of timed exclusives, a lot of third party exclusives because they can't really bolster the act with the acquisitions that Xbox can. Uh, that's what they're going to. So maybe Xbox is going to start battling back with some of that, right? So maybe make it a timed exclusive for Xbox and, and, and throw some money that way. Bring it to Game Pass, get the marketing rights. You know what I mean? And uh, then you'll still have that feeling of it being associated with with Xbox. I remember, the, I know the feeling you're talking about because it's it's how I felt when Splinter Cell became multi-platform. Right. Yeah. Well, um, that, la- that launch on the OG Xbox as an exclusive. Right. And Splinter Cell for me was like it was 
one of my favorite Xbox franchises. You know what I mean? And then it's like, okay, now everybody gets to play it. It's like it just it, it made it feel like a little less like um, special as like it's not for just Xbox players anyway. But as I've I don't know, maybe I've, as I've gotten a little bit older, I, I just I don't care as much about that stuff I- anymore. Uh, but I completely get why people do feel that way because I have felt that way, right? So, um, as far as Xbox, I think, I think with the rumors of those games that were that Miles and Jazz and all those guys were talking about, it it sends a signal. Yeah, that it does you know things are changing. The difference here is those are Microsoft published games, so with this probably not being this would not be a microsoft published game they would have to just throw money out there right and uh do like what playstation did with Deathloop and ghostwire tokyo right and and get like some kind of exclusive deal for a year and, and and something like that that's all that's all i can really think um i don't know unless they just went and bought crytek <laughs> Listen, you know what's the possibility? Uh, you know what the the thing with that is uh, uh, when you look at Crytek as a company, sure, they they own they own from what I understand I looked it up, they actually own the IP for Rise. That, that, that Microsoft right. does not own that. That is owned by Crytek. They also have the Crisis IP. But I think right. one of the most valuable things CryEngine. with I, yeah, dude, that's that's really what it comes down to is the, is the CryEngine is still so and 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 again, what we know from the from the special ed uh, podcast, the Xbox Era podcast with special ed, I, I, I should say, is that um, they're using the newest Crytek engine. And my God, I can only imagine what that looks like because again, I have to keep saying this: this game on the screen, I'm watching it. Right, I played this, I recorded this, and I'm like, I'm actually it watching incredible. it, like I'm excited. Boom. Boom. When I saw you get impaled in the body, thank God my mic was cursed, uh, was muted, because I was cursing a storm. (laughs) Did you see the blade go through the neck? Yeah, dude. The neck, man, that's what gets me. Did you see it actually protrude through the front of the neck? He got LASIK, you know? (laughs) It's nuts. It's great. You know what, Joe? Let's bring you in on the conversation. This is, you know, sure. you're someone that represents PlayStation, but yep. you're, you're a gamer at the end of the Absolutely. day. So you understand what a third person, story driven, adult themed game like Arise 2 would mean for Xbox. It's one of the genres that Microsoft does not have. Sure. That's a fact. That's not even a suggestion or an opinion. That's right. a straight up fact. Now, is that going to change? Sure. Could it change mm-hmm. faster with the rise too? Yes, I think it could. Mm. Um. So, here's the deal. I wasn't a big fan of Rise as well, but I had an epiphany. As you know, I said, "Be right back." I had <laughs> to go to the little bad bits room, and I have these epiphanies while in the bathroom. Yeah, it's a good place to have them. <laughs> It's great. And so while while praying to the porcelain god, I realized, you know what was the game of the year in 2021? Or sorry, 2020? What's that? That's Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. What if we had, if what if we were just like, you know what, Rise of the Room, fantastic, right? It had it had a good good combat to it. Let's do something with the Roman centurion that we haven't seen. Oh my and that God. is just, yeah. Talk about what, what it means to be 
on the front lines as a Roman soldier, what their values hold, what their culture holds. And what if we're having something where it's similar to ghosts. You were following a Roman centurion. He has to decide to forsake some of his ideals to fight back the the barbarians and the Mongols and whatnot. Like that would be a really, really dope game. Something that I would love to see. And I think the combat kind of speaks to that as well of like how, how are you going to fight in, 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 in how are you going to, to maneuver or even just like, you know, uh, customize the look of your dude. I think that would be really cool. So, you know, I, I am a person of this, you know, similar to that of like, where we talk about, um, God, I can't even, I can't even think of it. Why is it days gone? It's like, listen, it didn't do well. It didn't, it didn't do what it needed to do. It didn't really move the needle. I think there's something here with rise son of Rome that I think you could really work with in, in a sequel. And for me, listen, if it's not an exclusive, it's not going to, you know, it's not going to kill, kill me. Uh, I, I get to play it on my PlayStation right. at the same exact time. Uh, but I, I would bet that there would be some type of marketing arrangement. Uh, also, I, I, I don't know if Microsoft wants to, you know, we talk about why not acquiring Crytek. Um, from what I understand, there was a lot of issues. Um, yes. Yes, in development were. and 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 management wise. So I don't know if Microsoft really wants to take that on and ch- and, and actually have to probably change the culture of, of of a business. I don't know how impactful either is the Crytek engine anymore when you have something like Epic or Unity being such uh, in demand. So yeah, you know, I could understand why Microsoft kind of looked away at it, especially when you're partnering so closely with Epic in terms of like the Unreal Engine 5 with uh, Ninja Theory. So honestly, though, you know, it may be a bit of a bummer to to the fans out there. It's cool to say that they did recognize you, boom, and go, you know what? Y'all really like this game. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to take another stab at it. And I think that's, that's pretty dope. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I, again, listen, I, I, all, all joking aside, you know, not not really using that because I'm not petty. I'm not a petty person. I, I would be happy just to see this get a sequel. Now, if it releases on multiple multiple platforms, well, I'm going to play it on Xbox because that's where I played it originally, and that's where I want to continue my story. But I think Absolutely. that there is so much here that, again, it's just one of those genres that Microsoft – doesn't really do a lot of and again we're going to see that differently with fable i understand there's some some things coming but man to get a rise to that looks this good on new hardware I, i'm definitely all in vj let's get your final opinion on this we'll get to the last topic of the show um what what are you what are your thoughts on the uh basic confirmation that rise 2 uh is uh, in active development do you, do, you, do you think that microsoft or more specifically uh phil spencer may recognize that this is a game that we have been asking for and may in fact make it uh give them the money to make this an exclusive i was gonna say thanks for the footage boom it, it looks outstanding doesn't it for a game for that's what was that eight years ago a yes. launch title for the lv og xbox it's just it's just crazy yeah Look, um, you know me, Boom, pretty well now, so I'm not really vexed or exasperated if, if Rise 2 is indeed exclusive or exclusive, or if the if the case may be or it is or isn't, it, it doesn't really matter to me. Moreover, I guess no one should be care or, or should care to a fault if it is or isn't. 
Um, I think I'm with you that the fact that if the game is in development, then I think there's a lot of fans because this game is mentioned quite often on this show. It's one of the titles actually that's mentioned quite often on the show. I think my focus would be that the game turns out to be superb, whatever it is, and um, wherever you decide to apply and trade your gaming time. Um, and I think that's been the sentiment of, of the panel to, to a degree and in the chat. Um, look, there is a time and place for exclusivity. I don't deny that. Um, especially if it makes commercial sense or if it's intrinsically and positively affects the future of, uh, A, the platform holder, and also the developer that's ultimately behind it. Um, I'm not exactly sure how strong or meaningful the bond or relationship is between Xbox, Phil, and Crytek at this present moment in time. I guess, I guess the only question I have for the panel and the chat is that if indeed Crytek bought back the IP or whether they owned it in the first place, I'm not entirely sure, uh, back from Xbox or Microsoft. And then why not at that point in time did Phil and Xbox not open discussions for any sequel to potentially be funded or find ways or means to make it uh, uh, have preferential treatment, whether it's Game Pass or marketing, et cetera, et cetera, uh, in relation to the Xbox hardware and obviously, God, obviously Game Pass, right? We can't mention one or the other, right, uh, without including. So... The other side of the coin boom is that whenever this sort of thing comes up, my mind often drifts to the, what is it, 23 or whatever studios that are developing games, anything between, what, 25 to 35 new, shiny new Buzz Light years for the for, for Game Pass and Xbox. Yeah. If you think it's a huge rise aside, it's already a huge bouquet or treasure trove or potential embarrassment of riches, as sometimes say on the show, in terms of games that are on their way to Game Pass already. So then I'm kind of like haggling with myself and negotiating myself. Does it really truly <laughs> deeply matter if Rise, Son of Rome 2 or whatever the title is or whatever the set setting ends up being? And I think Mr. Mr. Badbit, again, to his credit, came up with a fantastic um, comparison to what it could potentially end up being, right? Uh, whether it's multi-format or not in terms of its relation to Ghost of Tsushima, which I loved, um, which was a fantastic game. Probably the last game I actually played on, on, the, on the PlayStation system. At the same time, perhaps... Microsoft feel an Xbox because again we're not privy to this were prudent and have some sort of marketing or first right of refusal clause in the original deal or the concurrent deal when the IP changed hand if it did indeed change hands unless it was owned by um, I think Crytek uh, ultimately owned it. I, I know I read somewhere where people were looking into whether Microsoft owned it. I don't think they ever did, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm almost positive this this word from it from inception yeah. was a Crytek owned IP. Yeah, uh, that, that that makes sense. It's just um, in terms of when you get to the nitty gritty of these contracts and publishing rights, first right of refusal, and all that, um, and perhaps that clause. It still remains intact. Maybe it was a ten-year, ten-year um, clause, or maybe it was a five-year clause. Um, and, and five years, or was typically the norm back in 2010, 2013. I know a little bit because I've fortunately been privy to these sort of contracts in the past. I don't know how many, but I have to also look at Crytek as a company as well from their perspective. I don't know how many uh, people or staff the studio employs, um, and what Crytek and uh, have in 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 place or the plans that they have for the Crytek engine or what the, uh, or what the licensing criteria is or even if they still do that kind of stuff right and what they have in the works but one thing is for sure uh, when that game came out it really showcased the Crytek engine yep. and if they are and if they are looking commercially at look we want to push the Crytek engine again we need that licensing revenue we we want to build the company back up again we know that they've been through their trials and tribulations but their but their talent has never been in question. 
but one th- and as I say, one thing is for sure, Crytek love to showcase their latest and greatest. They sure do. W- with content created with their tool set. But boom, also we do know that when you focus on a single uh, format, it is a lot easier for the studio, right, to, to, to focus in on, on a single game than rather than a multi-format game. It, it's not impossible because obviously the resources that some of these studios have are now incredible. But but again, I say to, I say again, but what better way to showcase uh, your engine, right, than with a known IP and a game designed around a concept that that really showcases and represents the features of a, of a new engine in the best possible light. Look, at the, at the end of the day, look, I'm just imagining, pre- presupposing and hypothesizing here at best. So feel free to take it from here any way you wish, any which way you want. No, I mean, listen, it, it's it's a great point. Everyone had great points about this, and again, I, I don't, I don't, I I'm happy to know. I'll put it to this way: I actually don't care where this goes. I would love to see it go to Xbox for the fact that it wasn't. Uh, and here's the thing: there there were a lot of people in the community that that shunned this game because it was on a lesser power Xbox One, and I would love to see this simply make a return, a grandest return, potentially getting a remaster of the original to go along with a release that would be an Xbox exclusive because it, you know, breathed life first on the Xbox platform. I, I, I Again, I, I don't know what's going to happen with it. I'm just happy to know that we could potentially get a second one that's as gory and brutal as what we're seeing on <laughs> new hardware. I mean, it, it, it's that in itself is crazy, but... I want to catch up on some of the Super Chats, and we'll get to the last topic of the day. There's been quite a few of them that popped in. Uh, let's see. Okay, uh, Raiden Blade drops a very generous uh, – well, he drops two Super Chats for $5. The first one is Mr. B – oh, no, he's. I read that one. Okay, so uh, the second one is to all PlayStation fans in the chat, and there's quite a few of them, and you're watching, go buy a Series S. It's cheap, and you get the best of both platforms. Enjoy gaming. Mm-hmm. I've said this. I've been bang. Yeah, Joe. Bought an S instead of an X. I've been thinking about that as well. There you go. I mean, listen, folks, I I don't think there's anything wrong with supporting multiple consoles. I mean, for instance, our good friends over at uh, Gaz's website, you know, obviously Gaz from Game On Daily, they had the one of the directors for Dirt 5 on there, The, the, the director. And he said it. I absolutely love my Xbox Series S, not his X, which I'm sure that Microsoft probably sent him. His S, he loves it, and that's coming from a developer who makes games for multiple platforms. And I think that this this generation is going to really see the return of multiple uh, consoles in people's homes. Um, Power Man 4K drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, Sup, boom, and panel, love the podcast with Power Man 4K. Thank you for the generosity, but more importantly, thank you for the awesome compliment. Dan Lazaro drops a very generous $5 super chat and says this, As an Xbox player, I don't care if a game is exclusive, but the PlayStation cult are jerks, so give it to Nintendo and not PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, every community has just terrible, terrible 
uh, zealots that just you know are just make trouble. Just stay away from them. You know, and if you don't like, yeah, if, yeah, if, if, yeah. If you don't like it, just block them. Block them and move on. That's why I do all mute people. Uh, but uh, Bay Area drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says Xbox has enough in-house engines to make a beautiful sequel to Rise. Phil should drop the bag for the IP like they did when they bought Gears of War. I I agree right there. As a matter of fact, I would even dare say if they, if they weren't doing anything with it, yes, buy that license and give the IP to, of course, the Coalition. The Coalition would make a dope rise to but again speculation town the andre banks drops a very generous two dollars great show boom rise is still awesome graphically indeed it is and raiden blade drops an additional five dollars super gen says mr b remember when jason ronald was on ilp i certainly do and he said he was excited for a certain game could it be rise i mean hey man you you, you just don't know uh but this is getting to the end of this i want to Add this to the stream over here. Uh, we're gonna, you, you're gonna you're gonna see some of um, uh, some absolute incredible gameplay. I don't have multiplayer going. Uh, Second Extinction. I, I just want I, you know what it does is it gives you the option to just run, go, run drop down to the planet and do some solo missions. So that's what you're gonna see in front of you. If you have not played this game, my God, you have to play it. Systemic Reaction outdid themselves. Uh, and I'm not saying that because they, I, they had the interview that has literally has nothing to do with it. I was looking forward to this game. It's Turok Dinosaur Hunter meets Left for Dead. And my God, Mav, you know exactly how good this is. You've been playing it like a lunatic. Uh, but let's let's get to the the, the last uh, topic of the day. And then we're going to get out of here, do the outros after we're done with this. And I'm going to shoot over to, Ma, uh, to Mads Gaming. I'm doing his show right along with, of course, Mav here. Um, but I, 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 we, we have to talk about E3 2021 from Microsoft because there are some well-known people talking about it. Now, look, as of today's show, uh, E3 2021 is 44 days away, and a new leak suggests that Xbox will be bringing their biggest lineup of first-party titles ever to an e3 thanks to friend of the community and xbox insider clobriel we have some exciting information on what to expect at the big show now the well-known leaker took the reset error to drop a few tidbits claiming that we should expect to see halo infinite no surprise forza horizon 5 which is rumored to be in mexico city which is kind of dope age of empires 4 revealed at microsoft show this summer and clobriel also adds the caveat that while these four games of course uh, the one game i forgot it was starfield but we talked about that already um that may that that's not all that could potentially launch this year and of course be shown according to uh these these are coming directly from clobriel halo starfield forza horizon 5 trifecta incoming and age of empire age of empires 4 and i'm confident that there are triple a um, uh, quadruple punch this summer independent whether all of these four games make it to release or not but it's still something to be hold uh in another reset era post uh, from clobriel he said this i'm with jeff grubb on this one and do expect forza horizon to show up this summer i also might have an idea about the location which unfortunately is not japan and this is where boomstick gives a sad face uh but that info didn't go too well with the forza horizon 4 the last time so let's 
let's leave that to the team. Now, coming from Jeff Grubb, friend of the show who was on Primetime Gaming a couple of weeks ago, he says uh, Jeff Grubb has stated unequivocally that Forza Horizon 5 won't take place in Japan. And with so many industry insiders echoing the same information, we'd say that there's more truth here to be found in the leak. But as always, until we get official confirmation, take everything with a grain of salt. Uh, you know, Josh, uh, I, I got to go to you. This E3 is going to be, first of all, we got uh, information that Greg Miller is one of the hosts, which is kind of dope for kind of funny. That, that's a big deal for Greg Miller. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, congratulations to him and that entire team over there because they work real hard at kind of funny. And I'm a big fan of the work. Um, whether I get to be on there as a guest one day, well, you know, you throw stuff out to the universe. Sometimes the universe answers. But, Josh, w- besides the big four, besides what we talked about how much more do you think microsoft is bringing to the table in only 44 days i i think there's going to be a lot right i mean we've we've seen how many how many studios have been acquired yeah and we kind of are just still waiting to see what 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 are they going to bring what 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 are they going to bring and i and i and i don't know that it's going to be I think some of the excitement for E3 is not going to be just the just the games that are announced, but I think there's going to be some bombs dropped when it comes to Game Pass. Yeah, yeah me too. That we weren't expecting <laughs> that that all of a sudden are, you know, are going to be are going to be available. And I also think there's going to be uh, big surprises with with Xbox and and Nintendo, like with the Switch that's been in the background so many times now. Uh, I don't know what's going to be. I I have I have I have no idea. But I'm 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 very excited and very hopeful for this E3 f- for all three of the big companies. Honestly, like I I feel l- like we've all kind of been on a little bit of a because of the last year's circumstances and everything. It was just kind of like like I think I think we're ready. I think the industry is ready for just like a big exciting E3 with with, yeah, with lots of too. news, lots of lots of new games and. You know, and 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 really, I just I hope it's a. I hope we see a great like variety of games from that that are that are going to appeal to a a, a very broad audience. Yeah, and, that's that's uh, a great point. Yeah, it's something that it's something that Microsoft is doing well. So Game Pass, as much as it's gonna it's gonna hold, uh, you know, all of their first party, uh, you know, quote unquote bangers, right? What they're doing by offering everything from quadruple A games to the indie games is is super important, uh, you know. And and I think that because of the success of games like Octopath Traveler and and, and Outriders, and I think that of course Second Extinction you're going to see is going to be very very popular and is and is going to do very well in Xbox Game Pass because a lot of people have it and a lot of people. I mean, listen, it's the multiplayer box. Everyone knows that, and this is a multiplayer game. Now, I've, I've actually I've seen people on Twitter say that this game looks like an Xbox Game Pass game. Well, what the frick does that mean? I think this <laughs> game is – I mean, you see it's running. I mean, for crying out loud, I, I, I don't think anything wrong with this game whatsoever. If you like Left 4 Dead, if you like Turok and you wanted those two combo somehow put together, you got it. And again, 
maybe I've, I've read some things. Oh, they don't like the characters. Okay, you don't like the characters. What can I tell you? If it, if it plays like Fortnite, you're going to get a whole bunch of downloadable characters, and, and you're probably going to be able to download them for free. Who, who knows what they're going to do? I'm very excited. I've been put just about five hours into this game. I can't get enough. But jo- um, good stuff, Josh, as always. Mav, let's get your opinion on this. For E3 2021, we know four big games that are basically almost confirmed to be there. What else are you expecting Microsoft to bring to the table? Well, uh, first off, Second Extinction, yeah, amazing. Uh, holy crap, I was not ex- actually expecting to be as blown away by that as I was. Uh, explosions galore. Dinosaurs yes. flying into the air. The physics are fun. The guns are fun. Uh, just, I was, yeah, I'm blown away by it right now. Uh, but as far as uh, Xbox at E3, I think uh, we're going to get what uh, Cloverl said. I think we're going to get the, the big four there. I wish Age of Empires was also coming to console. There's been no mention of it. No, they uh, haven't. But uh, that's just a, a dream of mine because I've just... Uh, well, Gears Tactics took a while to get to console, so yeah. maybe they'll make that happen. Maybe it, maybe eventually. I would like to see them all come, you know, to, yeah. to, to actually Because you can definitely do it. Like, Halo Wars shows that you can... Yeah. Yes. You can do it. I think, though... Halo Wars is a much more compact game than Age of Empires, but like you could yeah. still use the cursor elements well, that they use. Like command, when command and Conquer, Supreme Commander. There was yes, a lot of was, really those good. Those was R- Xbox 360, by yeah, the way. Yeah, a lot of great RTS games on the 360. Lord of the Rings: Battle for Middle Earth 2, uh, amazing game on the 360 as well. Just uh, I I like RTS controls on console. I may be weird, so I wish that I'm was coming you. to Xbox. I'm with but you. Uh, I think there's going to be remember all those other rumors when they said okay there was like xbox said hey we have a couple of things that uh are unannounced that are coming this year so we already knew about age of empires we already know about uh starfield we already know about halo uh forza horizon 5 would be one of the surprises what would be the other one there could be potentially one more game that we don't know about that could be potentially mentioned maybe one of these uh uh, Microsoft published games, Microsoft publishers. We're, we're also going to see Flight Simulator come. We're, I think we're going to see maybe something from Crossfire X is going to be there as well, and Remedy may make wait. an appearance with that. Uh, the My mind is just stirring. Hell, Hellblade 2 gameplay. Uh, yes. What else What else could we potentially see at this E3? And, and not just for Xbox, but I think as far as like industry-wide, this is going to be a mega celebration of like entering into mm-hmm. the golden age, as we've all been saying for a while Absolutely. now, saying like, let's go, let's freaking just let loose. There's so much investment into gaming right now, and you're going to see just new things that nobody could have expected. And uh, I think it's just going to be incredible. I'm, I'm super excited for it. You know, you know what? You know what? One game I think we're going to see from a developer we have not heard from is that uh, the the folks, the fine folks at uh, We Happy Few, they're supposedly mm. working yeah, on, uh, yeah, compulsion games. They're supposedly working on a game that crosses between Bioshock and Uncharted. Uh, sign me up, please. Yes. Yeah. Um, so maybe we <laughs> see something from them because I know that Phil took. As a matter of fact, a couple of months ago, Phil went by the studio and he was interviewed and they asked him specifically, what two games that we have not seen publicly yet are you most excited for? Before he even talked about the quadruple A monster that they have in their stable, he mentioned compulsion. 
And that's yeah. when, when the head of Xbox out of the, the, the 23 studios and 35 teams says your game first. I think you got something there, folks. I, I again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to see what they did. I know We Happy Food wasn't everyone's bag. It wasn't mine either. I bought it to support the company, but just wasn't my bag. I, I want, I, I expected more of it to be like Bioshock, and it kind of was, <laughs> but kind of wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Um, but Joe, let's get your opinion on this. You know. Yeah. What do you what, besides these four games and these these are no slouches. These are all big games in one way or another. What else are you expecting at E3 2021 from Microsoft? Oh man. Um I want to say this. Cuz Mav said it and I just sometimes we get too chummy me in the chat and I just got to remind them who I am. And that is I can't wait till we see Crossfire X. And we just get that delusion that it's going to be decent out of <laughs> I get it. Oh, it's Remedy. Remedy's great. They're making yeah. the story. I got, dude, I played that multiplayer. Oh, the multiplayer was it, garbage, bro. I, 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 it, I, was, it wasn't good, but thankfully, that's not that's not being developed yeah. by Remedy. Yeah, that was Smilegate. Smile Smile, yeah, Smile it's still Smilegate's engine. It's still Smilesgate. Like, how, 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 how can you deviate that? that far from the multiplayer in terms of how the we weapons react i'm just that's all i'm saying xbox gang that's all i'm saying crossfire <laughs> x not done not impressed all that for a drop of blood as a insane sociopath once said so uh i, I will say this i'm excited to just see this is microsoft's kind of like you know this is this is their coming out party yeah they're yeah 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 we, of like this is who we are this is what the brand's going to be for the future that's that's what i'm way more interested of i i'm i'm always cautiously optimistic for X, xbox because i try to have my expectations pretty low there is always the running theme that i don't necessarily agree with but i understand um is like you know xbox people are always like wait till e3 wait till e3 yeah that type of stuff so yeah, or or wait till next E three. Wait till next E three. It has to be this E three. I agree. Right? The the I one agree. that we're waiting for has to be this one. I think Xbox has always had solid performances, even really great ones. And I don't even think you know E three matters in that sense of like who wins, who loses. But I think they have to say something here that is going to define them for the next five to seven years of what the vision of this brand is. I would love that most of those games are on game pass, you know, uh, uh, when they launch, like that would be something really awesome to see. I want to see what these studios that are making, making those games. I want to see what they're, what they're working on with the, 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 the you know little like asterisks that these games are a year or two out not like three or four we're not getting you know we're not doing a sony from 2017 and have the same press conference for three years in a row that that's what i don't want from xbox i want xbox to show us something that's things that are coming out in the near future i want them to show us what's coming out in the mid future, uh, I, want, future. I want all yeah. those games to come out at the end of 2022 like that's the cutoff so yeah, that's 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 what that's what I want to see, and I think honestly, there's there's no excuse why we won't see it. But again, um, my hype, 
is leveled. Because at the same exact time, when I say all that, we also have to understand what the world we're living in right now and the limitations of such. Yeah, that's, so, a great, that's a great point. We got you know, expectations definitely yeah. need to be uh, I feel like that's, the, that's the, the, the constant thing that I think Xbox doesn't deliver on is they always set themselves up to hit a grand slam. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, they hit a foul ball. Right. Like every time they build up to a press conference or, or, or a big press thing, like I think the one that enters my mind is like the indie event. And I know it was hosted by Twitch, but the brand let their that brand host that event. So they have to carry that responsibility. Um, you know, they, they set themselves up for a grand slam. And look, even you midway through, I can't do this. Yeah, no, right? it's so the truth. It's, true. it, it's, yeah. it's, you know, they, they, they have to, they have to set those expectations accordingly and i and i i'm believing that they will i want them to so yeah yeah well i mean great points as always vj yeah you want to add i'm i've been saying this since i got on this podcast the nintendo switch by the end of this year you will see game pass on it i agree yeah no and and i think that's good i think that it gets announced at e3 on the on on Mm -hmm. the uh nintendo uh you know because you know they do that they do their little event i think you get phil spencer to walk out there with bowser uh, together courting nintendo for years now yeah they have i I was listening to secret symbols and i did not know this until i found out uh or reminded of it there was going to be a ds halo game right but someone got cold feet so listen Xbox has been courting Nintendo for a very long time. They have a very friendly relationship. Now it's time that Xbox asks Nintendo to prom. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Well, hopefully they, they, they will respond. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> give them, give them Viva Pinata. Give, well, it's on know. DS. It, it's our, it's all right. It is. Yes. Yeah, that's another Microsoft game. And, uh, Diddy Kong Racing ended up, and I don't know how all that worked out between Rare, but that's also on the on the DS. So, well, you like, also got Ori as well. E- exactly. Yeah. Ori and Cuphead. Yeah. We, I mean, Battletoads needs to be on the Switch. Come on. Like, yeah, like, I, I agree. I, I think you get. I, I, I love. Listen, I'm not going to get into Battletoads. A lot of people, hate, you know, uh, clowned on that game. I freaking absolutely loved it because I'm an old school cat, and you know, I remember, you know, uh, you know, going to the arcades to play these you know, these coin stealers, because that's really mm-hmm. what they were. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I would love to see Battletoads because I would support them and buy that there. But VJ, let's get let's get everyone out of here with your final port. Uh, what what are you expecting from Microsoft? Uh, what what do they need to bring to the big show? Um, I think I'm with Mav a little bit because when those games were announced, I was a little surprised that Hellblade 2 wasn't mentioned on the list. Um, but let's be honest, the usual suspects um, have been named. And um, if we don't see anything related to these aforementioned titles at E3, um, I guess we'll be on show potentially asking the question why and when. Yes. Um, and as I said last week, I think all three companies will turn up in, in force this summer. Um, will it just be you know tantalizing trailers and developer interview-driven? Interview or actual hands-on preview or gameplay footage. Um, I think I can guess what everybody's <laughs> preference would be. But whatever the case may be, uh, we know that this uh, sort of grand pageant of a circus is being put on. And as to why, firstly, because um, the strain on current hardware shortages should hopefully be alleviated going into the second half of this year. 
and uh, secondly, uh, in and around June, midway through the year, it's it's prime time, right? Before before the busy and rewarding fall season ensues for for most businesses, and and uh, if anyone benefits uh, from it, it's it's the video gaming industry. And uh, every gaming company, I should say, wants your attention and focus since, uh, since if anything, it's almost an occasion to sell you on future promise. I, I'm already, you know, I don't want to deviate too much, but I'm, I'm looking forward to Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I just don't have a PS5, but putting any subject, subjectivity and, dare I say, bias aside, and, and purely from a respectful, creative, technical and artistic perspective, Ratchet and Clank really does showcase what can be achieved by talented developers, of which Xbox um has plenty of right i'm not i'm not a technical person far from it but my hope is that my hope is that this sort of game being available so early on in the generation bodes well for what the ps5 and xbox series x and all the talented talented respective uh talented teams associated with with uh, one or the other uh can offer us going forward and i mean no district and at the same time i don't mean any discredit or disrespect uh to nintendo um, you know, for all intent and purposes, <laughs> um, I mean, they've got you know they're in a wonderfully you know, curated realm of their own. You know, if I can put it like that, and uh, and we all like to visit it on occasion. And um, having said that, what what I've said, what I would really like to see at E3 is every developer and platform holder pushing the creative boundaries of what's possible. Uh, this sort of pseudo E3 that we're all looking forward to isn't just about platform holders, publishers, and developers. Yes. They need to show their wares and commercial intent and all that good stuff. Yeah, we know all of that. But for me, it's it's also um, for the many many times that I attended it since the 1990, I think was my first one. For me, it's uh, it's also a celebration, and I hope to see you know from a personal and probably from a selfish perspective an endless stream of brilliance. If 2021's pseudo E3 event can deliver on the same high note as some of the great E3s that have gone before us then I think everyone involved, whether you're a developer getting the opportunity to present your efforts or a consumer waiting to be engaged, um, it will all go down as a, a momentum, momentous and sort of glorious occasion for everybody. And one thing is for sure, boom, three bit, better own up to all his hard work that's going to be on display in and amongst everything. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, and I want to so dedicated to that, boom. Yes, yeah. I'm just putting it out there. But obviously, it's totally up to you. Don't sack me. Oh, well, three bit, He actually, three bit couldn't be with us because of work uh obviously work is more important than this little yeah, podcast busy, but is he focused on e3 yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Great point. But listen, folks, this this has been one hell of a show. Uh, I, I I mean, I got a chance to work with Mav. I got a chance to work with uh, Josh today. And of course, I always enjoy working with Mr. Bad Bit, which would reprise his role as panel member tomorrow on Breakfast at Boom. And VJ, you know, what what what, what could you say? Your, your, your literary skills are just nothing to be uh, trifled with. And of course, we thank you for the elaborate points, because that's what we love having you on this show. And that's what we definitely appreciate. Uh, JC Claremore drops a $2 super chat and says, Bort Oculus Quest 2 yesterday. I support multiple platforms. Indeed, I have an Oculus. How are you liking it? That's I, my I, question. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's good. I have the first one, uh, and I love it. Uh, I would. Yeah. I, I definitely should definitely just splurge and get that and sell the other one privately. We have a ten dollars super chat from a good friend and generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding five dollars, a ten dollars super chat, and says MS should go for dominance. Buy Sega. 
that pay Square, Capcom, and uh, KO Temco, Namco, etc., fifty to one hundred fifty million a year to gain content parity with all the other platforms and three exclusives from each over seven years. Man, if you were running Microsoft, we would know to do it ourselves right now. Uh, there's another one comes in from uh, J- JD Gamer. The last thought. Uh, give from software three game exclusive deal worth 400 million where two of the three ips are developed by from software but owned by microsoft that's wow that's interesting uh we also had tim swoop swoop in here and drop mm-hmm. a very generous final soup chat and says hey boom new mech assault i say yes yes freaking please thank you yes we're please. bringing that up yeah please bring up uh, i mean crimson please- skies Dude, Crimson Sky still Crimson one of my still one of my favorite OG Xbox games. My God, that was so good. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait. Crimson Skies, the best thing to do in the lobby. Everybody be like, how'd you get one star? And you're like, oh, you gotta hit BFA as fast as you can, and half the lobby would leave. <laughs> it would just exit them right out of the game. Dude, and they'd that's come back, and they'd be like, you didn't do it fast enough. And then they would all leave again. Dude, that's hilarious. Inside baseball. We love that. Well, listen, let's get everyone out of here because I literally got to leave this show to go to another one. And so does Mav. First of all, I got to shout out. Man, we had almost 600 people here today. My God, I wasn't watching the chat numbers. And yes, they came in 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 an abundance. 600 people and anything is huge. And you see I'm getting wrecked now by a Triceratops. And I don't even know what that thing is that uh, that's on its back right now. But I, you're going to see I get clobbered by its tail. So I'm, I'm, I'm just getting assaulted here. It's not even funny. I'm running for my life. But anyway, Josh, thanks so much for being here, brother. We definitely got to get you back on the show. And obviously, maybe I can guest on your show Absolutely. one day. Uh, tell everyone where they could reach out to you on social media. But more importantly, support you on YouTube and subscribe to your channel. I'm I'm N64Josh everywhere. And I've just started Xbox now as well. It's like a secondary uh, secondary outlet for me just to cover Xbox games exclusively. Nice. I am looking to uh, to build a team of of writers and creators. So if it's something you if you're passionate about Xbox and you want to start, you know, maybe trying your hand at writing or whatever it is, uh, hit me up. I'd love to I'd love to chat. Well, thanks so much for being here, brother. And we're definitely going to get you back on this show for sure. I really enjoyed uh, the uh, the professionalism that you brought to the table today and look forward to hearing more of uh, what you're doing in the community. Definitely thank you for that. Mav, obviously I'm going to be working with you again on, of course, the next show that we're going to be racing to. Tell everyone about the Xbox Ultimate Podcast and, of course, your other show that people need to tra- talk, uh, t- talk more about regarding pop culture. Absolutely. So tonight is Fun Pop, which is uh, our movies, TV show, DC, Marvel, um, all HBO stuff, Disney stuff, just whatever. We, we talk about it all. We're going to have a blast. To, uh, and that's tonight on at uh, 10.30 Eastern, 9.30 Central. Uh, we're having Pong, Soul, and Steel Rain is coming on as guests tonight. Uh, we're going to talk some Mortal Kombat and some other stuff. It's going to be a blast. So check that out. Uh, the YouTube channel is Fun Speculation where we also have Xbox Ultimate Podcast, which is on Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. And I just got confirmation we're going to have an interesting guest there tomorrow. Uh, Mr. Uh, Bad Bit Joe. He's a PlayStation man. 
himself <laughs> is going to be on an Xbox podcast again tomorrow, yeah. two days in a yeah. row on Xbox podcast. What's going on? Uh, yeah. This is going to be a blast. Dude, thanks for coming on that show. So uh, we're going to have a fun time uh, tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern on Xbox Ultimate. Again, that's on Fun Speculation on YouTube. Uh, find me on Twitter, Fun Speculation. Uh, just reach out, guys. We like to have fun. Uh, catch me streaming games, too, as well. Like Second Extinction. We had a blast playing that yesterday. Well, I got news for you. Uh, Xbox uh, Nation is proud, but uh, the PlayStation delegation, really not yes. so much. I can see the lawsuits already being drawn up <laughs> uh, against uh, against your podcast as well. I've been yeah. I've been sued multiple times by them, and they're still waiting for their money. I, think. <laughs> I don't know where it's going to come from. But <laughs> you don't, you don't understand the angry whispers, Mark Cerny, uh, gives me. Yeah, well, just keep that man away from my ears. Uh, Joe, speaking mm. of PlayStation, tell everyone about uh, your outstanding trophy room with your best friend kyle who which you guys have been killing it as of late uh, uh thanks wish... so much for being here brother <laughs> thank you thank you man listen it's been a crazy insane week for the trophy room this week um we have a review conversation about yep. uh returnal and nice. it's a it's a really awesome in depth. Steve from uh, 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 Squad State joins us to talk about Returnal, and it sounds one hundred and ten percent my jam. And it's an awesome conversation because we talk about the highs, we talk about the lows, and the one thing that I love is I, I hate standard reviews with the scores. I love a good conversation. Yeah, you should kind of understand what the game is, and so we have a conversation of like. Returnal is like memento with aliens, and I'm in on that. So yeah, go check that out. We also talk about um, you know PlayStation's investment in uh, you know exclusive PS5 games, The Last of Us Part Three. Do we really need it? The Dice Awards, all that jazz. You all know it's over at the Trophy Room Show over on YouTube, the Trophy Room Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Tim Apple, I've beaten you again, you son of a gun. Good for you. Now on Spotify again as well. Everything, all the feeds are starting to work as normal, and I am so happy about it. May is going to be a huge, huge month for us, so we have some big announcements coming in on Monday. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I've been getting three hours of sleep constantly for the past week and a half. <laughs> After Monday, I can breathe a hefty sigh of relief. It's going to be really cool. So nice. definitely nice. check us out. P.S. Trophy Room on Twitter. Mr. Badman on Twitter. All that jazz. Well, thanks for being here. Definitely. And VJ, why don't you give us an outro on mm -hmm. where people could reach out to you on social media and what else you got going on, brother? Um, if you feel you can stomach more of my address, you can find me on the Stubbs Midweek Gaming on a Wednesday. Nice. Um, I just wanted to say nice to meet you, Josh. Um, Likewise. Um, and uh, it's been a pleasure to be on a panel with you again, Mav. Uh, I hope you're keeping well. Um, Mr. Bad Bit, just to let you know that I glean a lot of my talking points from your energetic and uh, informed perspective. You are my muse on more than one occasion. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I love it. And um, boom, as always, uh, your work behind the scenes for each and every show sparks my thought process. Without without the spark or the invite, I should say as well, um, there is perhaps no podcasting VJ. And um, I'm already looking forward to uh, next week's show. So thank you very much, and everyone have a great weekend. Well, yeah, thanks so much for being here, brother. Definitely you are a super uh, important part of this podcast, and we love that you're here each and every week. Uh, everyone, listen, this has been a great show. i got to thank the Super Chats that came in. I mean, they came in in a massive abundance. Uh, you got Boom on camera almost the whole show, something I normally don't do. But I got called out, so I had to, I had to respond. 
right? So didn't want to just not be on camera. But thank you again for, for the generosity that continues to come in. Of course, I want to say something that's important to me. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dear old dad taught us when we were kids. And I think now more than ever, it's super important. He used to say, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. Ooh.